while drafting someone at eight could improve the Pelicans. If they want to be true title contenders, they need to think bigger. I got three trades that make the Pelicans in the running for the NBA championship next season. Let's talk about it, and you're going to tell me your favorite one, or maybe it's none of them, in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday. We are a week away from the draft, and it's going to be a fun, exciting time. And today, we're not even a real talk draft picks. We're going to be talking about trading that pick away. Because look, drafting a guy is going to improve this team and help them in the long term. But with Zion Williamson coming back, presumably on an extension, maybe they want to make a bigger splash. Maybe they want to kind of go all in this season. And I got three trades that I do think are realistic that significantly improve the Pelicans and probably put them into kind of title contention to the conference finals next year. So we'll break all three of those down coming up here in just a second. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about the team, whether it's trades, whether it's draft picks, whatever it might be, the biggest stories, we got them covered here daily on Locked On Pelicans. No paywall, completely free. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show and leave a five-star review with a comment. And tell me down below in the comments which of these three trades you like the most or if you have your own. Put them in the in the comments and I'll take a look at them and maybe I'll comment on a few of them as well. And today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by our partnership with Arcade One Up. We're partnering with Arcade One Up to give away three free NBA Jam Shack machines. Stay tuned for later in the show to learn how to enter. All right, so it's kind of a trade target Thursday show. So let's have a little bit of fun with this. Let's start with one of the names that almost feels like he's guaranteed to be traded at some point. And that's DeAndre Ayton. This is likely going to be a signing trade deal, so it won't happen until kind of free agency starts. But DeAndre Ayton of the Phoenix Suns, we got firsthand experience with him. Very good player, right? At times dominated the Pelicans. And while I really do like Jonas Valanciunas, even defensively, and I think he's underrated, you can upgrade, you upgrade let alone for a guy like DeAndre Ayton, who's still young. So this isn't totally a you know, win-now move. It's also for the future. He'll be 24 next season. And this is a guy who last year averaged 17.2 points per game, 10.2 rebounds, almost one and a half assists, and just crushed it, right? 63.4% from the field. He's going to give you what Valanciunas gave you, just better, younger, and with better defense. He is a very good shot blocker, averaging a block per game in his career. And in the very, very small sample size that was his three-point shooting last year, it wasn't bad. Shot 37% on like no attempts. So we don't want to read too much into that, but still, 
not a not a total bad thing. He was seven of nineteen on the season. Maybe there's some hidden potential there. So the Pelicans get DeAndre Ayton and they send out Valanciunas, Larry Nance Jr., Devontae Graham, and the eighth pick. And with all of these trades, this can potentially become more realistic depending on how the draft falls. And I talked about this in Tuesday's show when we were talking about Donovan Mitchell, and I think that one's a stretch because I don't think they really want to trade him. But if Shaden Sharp falls to eight, I bet a lot of teams are really interested in trading with the Pelicans to get that pick. So would Phoenix be more excited about Shaden Sharp, who could have gone in the top five, than Benedict Matherin? They very well might. Same for the other two teams that we're going to talk about that get the eighth pick. One of them is a three-team or two. So first and foremost, DeAndre Ayton. Now you're going to have to pay him. And again, it's going to make your team really expensive. You're going to be pushing the luxury tax if you do this. And you've got these guys kind of locked in. And that's your team going forward. And I, I still don't hate it. You know, I, I, I'm a big fan of Ayton. He's a great pick and roll big man. He rim runs well. He's good down low. He can absolutely dominate a game offensively if you want him to, if you let him. Or use him in a pick and roll. Now, he might have some attitude issues. There was definitely that kind of argument between him and Monty Williams in the second round. But if you think a new lease on life, a change of scenery will work, it could be a really great kind of buy low move for New Orleans. Phoenix is getting rid of him because they don't want to pay him. One, that team, their team is expensive. But they have other guys that they feel really comfortable with. I don't know. For a center, a traditional center that can bruise and rebound, that does what Valanciunas does just a little bit better. I don't, not even a little bit better. It's probably significantly better and is significantly younger. I love that. He's had some issues in the past, right? He was suspended for PEDs. I don't love kind of that. The issues with Monty, knowing what I know about Monty, I can also put a lot of the blame on him. So I don't think it's the biggest deal. But for a guy who can give you probably 20 and 10 on a nightly basis, 15 and 15, anchor that defense down low, and the fact that he's a good pick and roll big man, give us some dribble handoffs and fun stuff with a 4-5 pick and roll with Zion, with Zion having the ball in his hands, with a DeAndre Ayton. What could that look like? And we've seen that the Pelicans like to go big. That is something that I think Willie Green is really interested in having that option for. So if you send JV out, bring in a direct replacement for that in DeAndre Ayton. And it's aided again by the fact that the Suns kind of want to move him. Works for me. You know, for a guy who's that young, I don't mind committing a lot of money. You can trade him later if you need to. He'll have a lot of value around the league. And I don't think giving up Valanciunas, Graham, Nance, and eight is actually that much, all things considered. He was the number one overall pick. He probably shouldn't have been, but he, you know, at times has validated that. Certainly his ceiling is higher than anyone you would probably get at eight, and he's already there. So if you want to be a true title contender next year, the eighth pick's not going to help you nearly as much as DeAndre Ayton would. And then Ayton would be under contract given it's a sign and trade, and you're set for the next couple of years too. So it helps you now and in the long term. And that's kind of the case for all of the guys that we're going to look at. So coming up next, what about John Collins from the Atlanta Hawks? And then in the third segment of today's show, OG and Anobi from the Toronto Raptors. Those are the two names we're going to be creating trades around coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar out there. I eat one of these things every single day. I've dropped 
good amount of weight and like really slimmed up. Frank was like, oh, wow, yeah, I can really see it. Built Bar's kind of been like my secret with it. These, This is what I've been eating every single day for lunch. And I look forward to it. It's not just great. I eat a protein bar and that's it. These things are awesome. And they got a new mud pie flavor. It's like the dessert, the pie, right? Except it's healthy for you. And in protein bar form, it's chocolatey, right? It's got whipped cream, chocolate mousse, and it's also covered in 100% real chocolate and has a cookies and cream crumble on top. So you've got to try the mud pie flavor as soon as possible because you know what? They're probably going to sell out and they're only there for a limited time. Only 150 calories, eight grams of sugar, and 16 grams of protein. It's healthy for you. And it's not high in calories, so you're not wasting all the cardio and everything you just did. So if you want to use them as a meal replacement like I do, or before or after your workout, Built Bars are a great option. All of the flavors are delicious. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at Built.com. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. And don't forget, our Locked On NBA Mock Draft live today. The first bunch of picks, the ultimate NBA Mock Draft. That is the feed it's under. Just search it now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. Over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, the draft experts of the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast, and of course our local host making the pick. You want to just kind of get other teams' perspectives and what they're thinking. There's no better way than the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. Make sure it's your second listen today after Locked On Pelicans. So let's keep doing some trades, right? This is fun. What a unique situation for the Pelicans to be in, to be a good team and being able to have a top 10 pick that is a good trade asset that you can use to improve your team even further. So there's DeAndre Ayton. I think that's a realistic one. And normally it wouldn't have been except the Phoenix Suns are kind of being the Phoenix Suns. But he's he's expensive. You're going to be paying him close to over $30 million per year. Maybe that's a little too rich for you. Maybe you want some real good production at a lesser price, right? It's not a bad thing to necessarily want. Okay, can I interest you in John Collins of the Atlanta Hawks? So this is a three-team deal, and I kind of hate coming up with these because these are really hard. But I don't. I think this could work, and it also involves the Pelicans keeping a first-round pick. So the Pelicans get John Collins from the Atlanta Hawks and the 16th pick in the draft. The Hawks get Julius Randle from the Knicks and the Pelicans' eighth pick. And the Knicks get Jackson Hayes, Kyra Lewis Jr., Devontae Graham, and some draft compensation. They're going to need some sort of future first, probably a heavily protected future first round pick that converts to two seconds. You also need to throw some other things into the trade because every team must touch one another. So the Pelicans and Knicks need to do some stuff, right? The Hawks and the Knicks um, touching this one at least two. So you've got to have them all kind of touching. But... Those are minor things that you can kind of figure out and can always be second round picks that exchange hands to kind of create that touching rule thing. So I'm not really worried about some of the specifics with that. So the Pelicans get John Collins. This is another good big man that can play a small ball five for New Orleans at times. He's more of a power forward, but he can play center if you really need him to. He's done that at times throughout his career. And more importantly, he's a stretch big. This is a guy that can shoot well. He's a career 37.6% shooter from three on not insane volume, but over three attempts per game the past three seasons. 
Those are good numbers. Last year, he averaged 16.2 points per game, along with 7.8 rebounds and almost two assists, while shooting 36% from three. He's a credible threat from range. You want a spacer next to Zion? John Collins is going to give you rebounds and points and three-point shooting as well as defense because he's not bad down low, averaging a block per game for his career as well. And he's cheaper than DeAndre Ayton. He's under contract for three, four more years with a player option at, in the final year. So you have him guaranteed for three years at $23.5 million, $25.34 million, and $26.6 million. That's way cheaper. The Hawks get Julius Randle. You know, they've wanted to kind of move on from John Collins. They don't necessarily think he pairs the best for him. So you get Julius Randle who can be an elite player, and they need kind of another number two next to Trey Young there. And then they get the eighth pick to go draft whoever it is that they want, right? Now, you might wonder why the Knicks are doing this. You know, they're only getting Jackson Ace, Kyra Lewis Jr., Devontae Graham, and some draft compensation in there. Again, likely it converts to two second-round picks. But... You could also say they're getting off that awful Julius Randle contract, which is, again, why the the Hawks are moving up in this. That contract sucks. He had the worst freaking attitude last year. And maybe the Knicks don't want to give up on him. And they don't want to be like, no, 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 no. But that contract blows. And if they they seem to want to compete right now, you probably need to get that long-term money off your books. So you give them a bunch of smaller deals that they can then package in other things and move off of easily. And then Jax is also an expiring in a sense, or they can kick tires on him with restricted free agency and let them deal with that problem. So I think it makes sense for the Knicks basically to chop that awful long-term Randall deal up into way smaller things. And then you need to give the Hawks some reason to take on that money. So they move up eight spots in the draft to 16. And this is kind of how it works. And then the Pelicans, you know, are happy. They still have a first-round pick. Maybe it's Jeremy Sohan there or someone that they could potentially like, you know, in that in that kind of range. Maybe there it's Malachi Branham, a guy they've brought in. Maybe it's Tari Eason. We talked about both those guys. Ty Ty Washington is a point guard. They just brought in this week for workouts. So you get a player in John Collins that helps you now. Also, and again, he's young too. Let me check what his age is, but... He's a young guy. He'll be 25 next season, so he still fits the Pelicans' timeline. And you get a first-round pick for one of those guys that you probably still like, that you've been looking at, that are probably not who you want to draft at eight. So all you got to do, really, is convince the Knicks on this one, and I think you know they're, they're all willing to take a chance. Do you like John Collins enough? Do you think the Knicks aren't getting enough in this deal? That's where I struggle with this one a little bit, is them. Or... Is it, nah, we want to draft at eight. But you're trading back eight spots and you get John Collins? I don't know. That sounds pretty good to me. I'm not the biggest believer right now in Kyrie Lushner. I will say the Knicks were very high on him. Their front office really, really liked him. So maybe that's also a reason, despite the injury, that they really want to kind of look at him and kind of kick the tires on him and Jackson Hayes. I don't know. John Collins is a guy I've really, really liked for a long time. I like the fact that he can space the court. I think that can be a really, really important thing for New Orleans. Floor spacing big, they can still give you some rim protection, though not elite rim protection like, say, DeAndre Ayton. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. You probably need to figure out what to do with a guy like Valanciunas, but your front court rotation at that point is basically Zion, John Collins, and Valanciunas, and 
looks pretty good to me, I have to say, um, in there in some capacity. All right. So coming up next, OG and Anobi from the Toronto Raptors. What could a deal look like for him? And why would any of these teams make a trade? Why would the Raptors make a trade like that? That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And thank you. Oh, and today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Arcade One Up. I can't forget because this is really, really awesome. NBA Jam is back from Arcade One Up, the leader in home retro arcade games, not only bringing you the best game ever, I like the most nostalgia. As I said, if I see it out there, I want to play it. But they've made it bigger than ever with a wait for it Shack Edition machine. NBA Jam, come on. On fire. All of the catchphrases. It's a cult classic. It's still fun to play together. The game holds up, right? It was one of the first sports games to ever feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. There were no fouls, no free throws, and now there's no quarters required. So you can compete with friends and family through an all-new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. And so you can pre-order it now from ArcadeOneUp.com. That's Arcade, the number one up.com for an estimated early September ship date. And they've got other classics too, like Golden Team, Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at just $3.99. And check it out. This is the big part, right? They're giving away an NBA Jam Shack edition to a Locked On listener. Three of them. So to enter for a chance to win a game console for your home, just go to arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one up.com slash locked on. You've got until July 8th to enter to win the NBA Jam Shack edition console. And if you do win... You got to promise to invite me over because I'm absolutely going to want to play. All right. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. Your friend is probably telling you awful draft takes and things. You don't want to deal with that. Get them clued into what's going on over here at the Locked On Pelicans podcast. And of course, leave a comment down below. You want to support the show. We're not asking for money. There's no Patreon, no, no OnlyFans here, right? It's free, five days a week. Just leave a comment on YouTube. Say whatever you want. Say hi. Say comment. Tell me which trade you like the most. Or if there's another trade you have in mind, throw it in there. I might comment on it and give you my thoughts. Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. Now, a quick other favor. We do have a Locked On survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is basically your opportunity. Tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts, Locked On Pelicans, Locked On NBA, which I also host, and any of the other shows, Locked On Saints. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It's not going to take long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of $1,000 Ticketmaster gift cards. So I'll see you at the Smoothie King Center next season. So take the audience survey right now. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank y'all for your help in making the shows better. All right, final trade of the day. OG and Anobi from the Toronto Raptors. We've heard a lot of rumors they're maybe interested in moving him. I think that's kind of foolish, but maybe they just feel they need to shake it up in some capacity. Maybe they're just not happy with him. Even though last year he averaged 17 points per game, 5.5 rebounds, 2.6 assists. He's a career 37% shooter from deep, shot 36.3% last season on over six attempts per game. The year before that, he shot 40% on over six attempts per game. He's a wing player that's just kind of like a Swiss Army knife that does it all, right? He plays the two guard, he plays the three, and they've played him at power forward. So he gives you some depth on the wing and just cover at a lot of positions. And he's good defensively. 
He can guard multiple. He can guard all three of those positions. Really good length, right? And his contract is pretty awesome. He's under contract for three more years. Final year is a team option, so you have him basically under contract for two years. Uh, player option, sorry. You have him under contract for two years. He's going to make $17.35 million next season. Then $18.64. Then he's got a player option for essentially 20 He's good, right? 6'7", really good size and length. So the trade, similar to the other ones, right? Jackson Hayes, Devontae Graham. You got to give him eight in this one and probably another future first. Probably an unprotected Bucks pick is what you'd like it to be, but they might not go for that. So it's probably two picks or, you know, like the Pelican zone pick or a team, you know, one of the ones that's probably the most intriguing for him, which honestly maybe could be the Lakers. You know, this guy's got playoff experience. He's done well for them in the years that he's been there. You know, he's improved every single year. There have been times when he came off the bench. There's been times when he started for them. Whatever it is it might be, you know, he's like the understudy essentially to Pascal Siakam, and we know how good he can be. And he's got a couple of injuries, you know, the past couple of years that make you nervous a little bit. But to get that kind of production on the wing, right, what did we talk about when we were talking about guys like Dyson Daniels? Other guys that are there in the draft, you want skilled ball handling wings, well, Ananobi can do that. He's played a little bit of point guard, essentially, for the Toronto Raptors, too. This is probably the guy I would want the most. Again, I think that is, in a sense, the future of the NBA's players like him that can kind of have a, a multifaceted skill set that can go out and kind of do it all and can defend multiple positions, both offensively and defensively, that can shoot threes, that can pass, so he can create for others and create for himself. That's ex and he's good defensively. That's exactly the type of guy you want for New Orleans. I, depending on who's available at eight, I'd give that up along with a future pick for him. It might depend. And again, they might be more interested if, say, Shaden Sharp is there. But also the Raptors kind of do their own thing. And it's not always easy trading with Masai Ujiri, who's one of the probably the better front office leaders in the league. So you got to be a little bit wary there. And he probably doesn't go for a deal like this. I think they want, what it sounds like they want is one young guy or two basically lottery picks for him. One young guy and a lottery pick or two lottery picks. Well, you got one right here in eight. The future one's probably the hard sell on them. But kick the tires on Jackson A's. You get another shooter in Devontae Graham, even though he's not really a shooter. And I hope they bite. And that's the type of guy that, you know, I think if he were going in this draft, obviously, you know, knowing what his career's turned out to be, he goes high. Trading eight for him, it doesn't sound like the sexiest thing, but that's the type of guy that's going to really help you win. The other ones are bigger names. John Collins and DeAndre Ayton and elevate you a little bit more, I think. But Ananobi's the guy that's going to kind of be the secret to your team. A guy that can kind of do it all, cover multiple positions, give you help wherever it is you need it, and make you better, much better defensively, especially with wings. Shoring up that defense while adding shooting and playmaking, Yes, 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 yes. That's exactly what you want. So, of all the three guys we talked about, John Collins, DeAndre Ayton, OG Ananobi, who do you like the most? Do you think any of these trades are way off? They might be. It's tough to kind of gauge that stuff. Or do you have a better trade? Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. It'd be tonight. I'm recording this Wednesday, but so I always do the shows the day before. 
Friday's show is going to be a live show Thursday night. So Thursday, 6 p.m. Central. We'll be live on the Locked On Pelicans YouTube page. I want to talk about um, Osman Diang a little bit, and then I want to answer your questions on the draft, free agency, whatever it is that you might have. And maybe a couple of other things there are to talk about with this team too that we should be you know, hearing about. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. I'll see you for the live show tomorrow. Those have been fun. We've been doing them at Thursdays at 6 p.m. And look, it works out perfectly because we're going to be live right after the NBA draft as well, right after the Pelicans make a pick. So there you go. So make sure you get that Locked On Pelicans YouTube page bookmarked. So as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with y'all live. I guess technically it's like later tonight, depending on when you're listening to this or tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to this. So I'll see y'all then.